Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Man, it's, it's like a second family here. Just to give you a bit of background, I grew up in the bottom of the South Island in the champion town of Gore. Ha! So, um, well, probably 20 minutes off on a farm just south of Gore, but, uh, but yeah, just beyond Waimumu. Yeah, as wonderful as that place is. Uh, so, you know, we, um, uh, so I grew up there and, and uh, moved to Dunedin uh, and, and got uh, landed in Dunedin, got stuck there for 15 years, went to university. And, uh, but I tell you, they were awesome years, great times. And, and we were part of the team that sent off the Equippers uh, Christchurch Church Plant. So to be here and to see where you guys are and, and to be, uh, man, we've been watching your progress. We've been cheering you on. And uh, so it's so cool, uh, you know, to, to, to be here in the house today. And, and uh, you know, I just want to honor Pastor Tico and Pastor Shelley just doing an awesome uh, job. Come on, put your hand, put a hand together for your awesome uh, leaders. That's so good. And, and, and so, um, you know, and then uh, seven years ago, this month, we, um, we got sent from, from Dunedin to Whanganui. I knew about three things about Whanganui uh, before we went there. It was, uh, you know, I knew about uh, the uh, Motua Gardens occupation. I knew about gangs and I knew about Michael Laws. Those were about the three things I knew about uh, Whanganui. And we, we went on a journey and just said, hey, we, we had no, we've got no family. We've got no affiliations there. But God, if, if you believe that's where we're supposed to call, go, let's go. Let's do this thing. Let's go on a ride. And uh, it's been such an awesome, awesome journey. Uh, and, and so uh, I want to you, bring you greetings from the Equippers family in Whanganui. And uh, yeah, it is, it's, a, it's a great, it's such an exciting uh, space that we're in. The church is, is growing and, and, and having more and more impact in our, in our city. It's, uh, it's so cool. Uh, this morning, my wife's ministering out and she's preaching in Hastings Church. Uh, she was doing a women's event in the Hawke's Bay last night. I'm over here and I'm down here in the South Island. So we're scanning the nation. Uh, it's awesome. And uh, she's just a legend. And, and uh, so if, if we flick, uh, have we got a, a family shot? Oh, look out. Uh, this, is, this is where we're going to go. Here we go. There's the family. Look at those guys. My boy has decided, took him uh, for Mother's Day because we were doing family portraits. Uh, took him to, uh, to the uh, hairdresser. It's like, we're going to get a family portrait, so you need to get a haircut. What do you want? I want a top knot, Dad. It's like, get Every Southland conservative thing in my generation, I just had to be broken off right there. And I was just like, okay, well, let's get a top, let's get you a top knot, whatever. And uh, we, just, we just went with it. And uh, yeah, kids are great for rounding off edges uh, on your, in your life. But uh, no, we, we, we just have a great time. Um, and life is, life is fun. This morning, I, I really do want to take you on a journey. And we're going we're gonna to have a look at a whole bunch of uh, stories. We're going to go through um, the, the Old Testament. We're going to go through the New Testament. And I want to talk around this whole idea of favor, favor 2019. That's the, that's the statement that we've made over our church. That's the statement we've made. And I tell you, making statements is so powerful. Last year, our, our, um, our hashtag, whatever you want to call it, our declaration was believing for greater. And we, and as a church, we, we gathered around that. And, uh, you know, 
people might think, oh, that's token, that's, that's a bit cliche, it's, it's cool to do that. But there's something powerful what you, what you declare. Last year was the greatest year as a church that we have had. We've grown, we, we, we grew, and, and we, we saw God do, do some amazing things in that time. And, and it's amazing because God didn't think the world into being. He didn't, he didn't believe there to be light. What did He do? He spoke, and, there's, and He said, let there be light. And what we're declaring over every environment, what we're declaring over our year is so, so powerful. But I guess one of the things, that we, as we start off, hey, what are the things that you're declaring over 2019? Come on, because there's power in your words. There's power what you're declaring over your year. Is it going to be just like another year? Oh, here we go. Here's another winter. Another, it's going to be cold. Uh, but, but, but come on, what's God, what's God saying to you in this season? What's God saying to you in 2019? Because God's, I, believe, I, I believe God brought me here to say, hey, hey, today uh, God's wanting to know that there's favor on your life. There's grace on your life. There's an open door uh, for a great work. I think we believe. For, and, and so we're, we're believing to see that this year and, and, and God's wanting to, to, to shift something. Uh, you know, even as, uh, as a church, we're, you know, we, we, we're breaking out into, um, and, into Revolution Tour this week. And, and I, you know, it's awesome having the Revolution Tour, but I, one of the catchphrases phrases of the Revolution Tour is, I am the Revolution. This might be new for some of you, hashtag my I'm, But come on, we're the revolution, every one of us. Come on, and today is a, is a message for everyone that you're a part of the solution. You're a part of the revolution. You're, there's a gift on your life. There's a grace on your life. And, and so we're going we're gonna to get into that. Uh, so how, let, let's start off with Psalm 23, just a great, uh, a great psalm. And before we take off, come on, let's just look at who the driver of this, uh, of this journey is. It's, it's the Lord is our shepherd. Uh, I have all that I need. He lets me rest um, in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Come on, this is our God. I want you to hear the character of the God that, that loves you, that He's your shepherd. He's for you today. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, come on, there's some people who may be in that space. Come on, you will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil and my cup overflows. Come on, some people, that's a great declaration. You can have today, God, I thank you. I'm not where I want to be. I don't see everything. But God, I thank you. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. But it doesn't stop there. And this is what I really want to hone in onto today. Surely. Someone say surely. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, as we're starting, as we are looking uh, around and, and praying and, and just saying, God, what does 2019 look for us as a church? What does it look like for uh, me? This, this um, verse out, out of Psalm 65 came out. And it just jumped out of me and, and it just kept to begin to resonate in me. It says that you crown the year with your goodness, your paths, and your paths drip with abundance. Come on, again, the character, the, the, the bigness of our God. Come on, He's for us. He, he, he's, His goodness is for us. But that's the New King James. But I love the NLT. Come on. 
Uh, you crown the year with bountiful harvest. Not just the harvest. There's not just going to be enough. There's a bountifulness. There's abundance here. But come on, this is for you. Even the hard paths. Come on, this is how I'm speaking to someone today. Come on, even the hard paths, they overflow with abundance. Come on, just because the, ex- the external made me not looking like you expect, uh, it may be different. Come on, there's, there's, there's abundance there. There's overflow uh, in that hard place. And, and so, so let's, have a, let's take a drive and, and let's have a look what the Bible says about uh, some of the things of, 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 of favor in, in the Bible. And, and in Genesis, let's keep going. Uh, this is, these are some of the promises. This is the character of the God who wants to bless us, who is for us. He says to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those uh, who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth, hello, will be blessed through you. Uh, and, and Exodus this is the same God. And he, he, he says to these people that are in slavery, he comes to them not, not with rules, but with a promise. And he says, therefore, I will make, I will say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord and I will free you from your oppression and I will rescue you from slavery. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and you will be, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. He says, I'm not happy. I'm not just gonna free you. I'm, I'm gonna redeem you. I'm gonna free. I'm not just gonna take you out of Egypt. I'm gonna get Egypt and every bit of slavery out of you. I'm gonna restore you back to the original. May the world has done some bad things to you. You've allowed some things of the world oh, that, to, to come in and corrupt your life, but I'm, I'm, gonna st- I'm here. I'm committed to the long haul. I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna restore you. There's a process that I'm committed to. Come on, the same God who promised it to, to the Israelites is promising it to us today. And, and this on itself, this is a great promise. But one of the guys who, was, who heard this promise, one of the guys who, who saw the whole thing um, uh, from here onwards uh, is a guy by the name of Joshua. You probably heard about him. And near the end of Joshua's life, we see uh, the, the statement that he makes about these promises that, that God says. And so in verse 43 of, of uh, one of the last chapters in, in Joshua, Joshua's saying, and he says, come on, this is, this is unbelievable. This is awesome. This is like uh, infomercial on steroids. This is what it says. It says, so, so the Lord gave Israel all the land that he had sworn to their ancestors. Man, that's amazing. That's a great statement in itself, but it doesn't stop there. And they took possession of it and settled there. Verse 44 and, they gave, and the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as what? He had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of the enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer, come on, all of their enemies. Come on, God's, God's committed to the whole thing. Maybe we haven't seen it all right now. But come on, God's the God. This is, this is a, a Joshua who saw it all, who heard the, heard the promise given in, in, in chains and slavery. And he saw the faithfulness of the God who walked right through them. But come on, here come the steak knives. Verse 45. 
Uh, not uh, one single one of the good promises that the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything He had spoken, what? It came, to tr- came true. That's our God. Come on, you can stand on His promises. You can come, uh, you can stand under the character and the faithfulness of our God. Maybe, like I said, there, maybe there's some hard places that you're in at the moment. Come on, I'm here to encourage you that the God who started a good thing is going to bring it to completion. And, and I say that out of, you know, hey, going to Wanganui, it was, there were some hard places. There's some new things. There were some uh, areas of life that were stripped away when we'd been in a place for 15 years and, and uh, we were close to family and all that sort of stuff. And God took us out into Wanganui to a place we'd never been before. And it's like, whoa. And they exposed some things. And you're like, man, where, where are the people that were used to be supporting us here? Or, but man, it was awesome because God's com- committed to the, to, the, to the completion of what He started. What does it say in, in Psalm 23? Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Come on, all the days. There's favor on your life. I, wanna, I want you to know. So uh, let's have a look at this whole thing. Oh, let's, let's drill down a little bit deeper around favor. And, and, uh, and in Genesis 6, it says that Noah found favor in the Lord. So there. There's a, no, a favor something you can find. So a favor something that you can, you can go after. And, and Noah was able to do that. He, had, he was pursued of this. If we were to look up favor, what we, what we find uh, in, in the Strong's Concordance, it's, a, uh, it's really around the word favor and grace. It's this word uh, charis. Everyone say charis or chen. This one's, um, and, and so in, in Genesis 30, 39, Again, we see this whole idea of favor through the life of Joseph. And, and Joseph is sold off by his brothers. He's, he, you probably know the story of Joseph, uh, but he was, he was a slave. And in, in Genesis 39, we see this whole thing of, of favor on his life. Verse two, the Lord was with Joseph and he succeeded in everything uh, he did as he served in the home of the Egyptian master. So he's in slavery, but there's favor on his life. And then uh, again, he goes from that and gets chucked into a, uh, into a prison, into a dungeon. And again, uh, in verse 21, but the Lord was with Joseph and the prison, uh, in the prison and showed him favor, faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Uh, the warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and it caused everything he do to succeed. Come on. Favor is not an external situation. Favor is more about the internal than the external. And the favor is about who you're connected with. Come on, Joseph was connected to God. He was, God was with him, it says. And, and, and because of that, it didn't matter what situation, it didn't matter what circumstance Joseph was thrown into. He had favor on his life. He had goodness on his life. He had surely goodness and faithfulness and love was with Joseph every day in the prison, in slavery, in the palace, every day of his life. We look in Genesis, it says, now when Isaac planted the crops that year, he harvested what? A hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. 
And he became very rich and his wealth continued to, uh, to grow and he acquired many flocks, sheep and goats, herds of cattle uh, and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. Come on, that sounds like favor to me. He's the God that wants to increase favor. Again, we can look at these, uh, the, the, the next two again, and I've, I've sort of put it over. But, but the Egyptians looked favorably. The enemies looked favorably um, upon the, the Israelites because what God was with them. Even the worst situation, even your enemies, God can put, give you favor in that situation. Maybe you're right up against it right now and you go, God, I don't see how favor can happen right now. God is able to make every thing turn around. He's, a, he's the God of the impossible. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we can ask, what we can think, or even imagine. According to His power, where? At work within us. Come on, this is the God that we serve. Flicking through. And uh, favorably, yeah. And then in Leviticus, it, uh, it looks again around favor. But I want, you, I want to get to this whole growing in favor. And in, in, in Luke 2, uh, we see that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and favor with people. And this is, this is what, and we think, oh, that's awesome. You can actually grow in this idea of favor. You can, you can enlarge in it, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't just stop there. Actually, uh, and we go, that's awesome for Jesus. Good on Jesus. He's the son of God. He's got some, he's got some hookups that maybe we, we're not quite there with. But, but I love the Bible because you've got the old and the new. You've got, um, you got Jesus and you've got this guy called Samuel. And if you flick back a couple of slides um, to this, in, in Sam, 1, Samuel 20, uh, 1 Samuel 2, 26, this is, uh, this is before the new covenant. This is Old Testament. And, and what we see is this same statement, very similar to the statement around Jesus. It says, meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew taller and grew in favor with the Lord and with people. This guy was able to grow in favor. Come on, favor is something you can grow in. Come on, yeah, favor is not something that, that uh, hey, just how you, how you started off life, and this is my lot, that's how it's gonna be forever. No, favor is something uh, that, that you can grow in. Favor is something you can develop. Favor that is something that uh, we can go on a journey and, and, and look, up, look after. I love the, I love the um, and Proverbs that says this, if you search for good, you'll find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you. But come on, what are you searching for? Are you looking for good? Are you looking, man, God's in this situation. Where's the good in this? Where's the good in this relationship? Where's God, you've placed me in this work. You've placed me uh, in, this, in this situation. You've placed me in this family. God, where's the good? Because I'm, I'm, I'm believing for favor in this space. Or are we looking, oh, this is wrong and this happened and then, come on, this, if you search for good, you'll, you'll find favor. Let's dig down a bit deeper around this whole idea of charis. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and favor with people. These, this word charis is the word grace and kindness. And this word we see in Second Tim, Timothy uh, is, is a, a word that's called gift, a gift. And, and it's the same word, it's the same word, charis. This is why I remind you to fan into flame a spiritual gift God gave you when I laid the hands on you. Now this, this favor, is something, it's, it's, it's a gift that God gives us. 
It's, a, it's an endowment. It's something that God has given to us. And, and uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can, again, we can grow in it. We can develop it. If we go to the next slide. This is why I remind you of Phantom Flames, the spiritual gift. This, this charis is where we get the word charisma. And, and what, is, what is this gift? It's a divine endowment of grace. What is, that's, that's like, well, oh, that's a bit wordy for me. God's given us a gift, an imparted ability to do what we normally couldn't do. That's what grace is. Grace to forgive. Grace to be forgiven. Grace to, to step out in boldness. God, want, God wants to give you an ability. It's called grace. It's called favor. To, to do what you normally couldn't do. That's the sort of life He wants, to, he wants you to lead. He doesn't want you to settle for, for just what the world has thrown at you. He doesn't want you to be settled and, and limited by, by your location, by your family, by your socioeconomic status. Come on, He's given you a gift. Now we've got about, I reckon we've got about 30%. But come on, this one, this next one, you're gonna, it's going to be hard. Let's, let's just go on. Do not neglect the spiritual gift. God's Come on, it's a heavenly gift that God's given to every one of us. And, and he says, do not, do not neglect. Come on, don't dis disregard. Don't, don't discount. Don't ignore. Come on, don't, don't underestimate. Don't overlook. Don't undervalue the gift on your life. Because you've been given a heavenly gift. You've been given this amazing gift of grace and ability to do what you can't normally do. Now, some of you are going, oh, that's awesome. But, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I got it came off on this. When I look at across at other people, man, they, they seem like they won the, the, the jackpot on the Christian gift side of things. But I don't know about me. Well, let's have a look at this next one. It says uh, in 1 Peter, as each one has received a gift, the same word, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What is this? Every one of us have been given a gift. God, God doesn't have his favorites that are, oh, you're going to get one and you're not. Come on, this gift is not anything to do with, with uh, what we've done. It's what, what, what Jesus has done. That grace is given because of what Jesus has, has purchased on the cross. Come on, every one of us has a gift. But, but what did it say that we had to do? We had to, uh, we had to develop it. We had to, we had to grow it. Uh, and each one has, a, had a, um, has got a gift, but we've got to minister. We've got to give. We've got to, we can't sit on this gift. Come on, you've got a gift. There's no one like you. You're in that situation. You're in that family. You're in that job. You've got those passions for a, per, a, a specific reason. Because you've got to minister it. Here's the thing. Revolution 2 is amazing. Revolution 2 is going to change young people's lives all over this country. In Christchurch, over the next week, lives are going to be impacted because of the gift on the people in the Revolution Tour. Amen? But the Revolution Tour doesn't get into your family. The Revolution Tour doesn't get into your workplace. It doesn't get into uh, your street, your house, your kindies. Come on. The places that you get into. 
That's because God's given you a gift. Come on, we are the revolution. Every one of us. There's a grace on your life. There's a gift on your life. There's a favour on your life to do what you normally couldn't do. But you've got to stir it up. Let's, uh, let's keep going. What is the next one? Yeah. Therefore, I remind you. Oh, no, there we go. Here's the, ah, oh, man, here's the kicker. All who receive God's abundant grace are freely put right to what? Rule in life. We rule. Come on, we're we're through Christ. Come on, you have ability to to, to rule, to reign. Because of this gift, because you're part of the family, you're part of the royal royal priesthood. Come on, you are are called to to actually have ability and authority to rule. Make decisions to make steps of power and what you're doing. Wherever you are, whatever you do, let's, um, and, and, and again, and we've been on a journey in, in Wanganui and, and working out, hey, what are the areas? What are the graces? For one of the, two of the things that we do is uh, we do an Easter extravaganza. And uh, that's pretty much Good Friday, just having a carnival, just getting people together. And, and you know, we, this uh, last Easter, we had like 800 people out on, on Good Friday. We just gave them free stuff and, and, and connecting. We cracked uh, through, through 200 people on, on uh, good, good Friday morning for the first time. And, uh, and why is that? Because that's, that's a grace on our church. That's a gift that we have. We have that ability. Not every church does that, but we just know this is, this is a door that God's opened for us to do. And, and, and we do that. And, and it's awesome. Uh, what, what is your gift? What's the, what's the door? What's the window? What's the favor that God's opening up in your life? Because you didn't miss out. God's given you a gift. And, and last year, like I said, we saw, we, we've seen the... Um, uh, it's been the best year in the life of the church. But about July, August last year, in our family, Trina, uh, Trina's older sister passed away and she'd be on a, a massive journey uh, as a, uh, of being um, disabled from a young age. And, and, and finally in, in her 50s, um, yeah, her body had given up. And, and so... Trina, my wife, was, was back down in Gore. She was taking, she was Paul Bearer, taking the coffin of her, of her sister with her brothers around, going to the, the graveside of another brother who died when he was 18, on 17, 18, on Mount Aspiring. And she's walking behind the, another brother who doctors say are terminally ill. And this is what's going to happen. And so she's walking there going, you know, and so maybe, maybe you've been like her. You go, well, where's the favor, God? God, what's going on? What's the, where are you in, in, in this mess, in this, in this hard place, in this, in this journey? And, and, and we m- get through that. And uh, within a month of that, she goes and gets an ultrasound for, because um, she's going to try some new, uh, some, some new prescription. Uh, but they said, oh, you just, need, you just need to check out your kidney. And she goes to get ultrasound they find a lump on, uh, in her abdomen and or things begin to move pretty quickly. And, uh, and then within four weeks, she's in, uh, into theater. They're, they're taking out a, a, uh, 
a seven centimeter uh, growth on uh, on her adrenal gland. It's about the size of your thumb. There's this thing that's been growing for years, and and we're like, what the heck? Anyone ever had one of those moments? Come on, so so it's not all, you know, roses and and that. But there's the reality is that God was in that space as much in all that space. His grace was there in the dark times as much as it was in the light. You know, if you look at the, the, the journey of, of Trina finding that, that was an accidental find. This growth that had been there had been starting to affect her, um, her blood pressure. And, and on, the, on the table when, they were trying, when the surgeons were trying to remove this, every time they, they touched this, this tumour, uh, it would send a, a, a dose of adre- adrenaline into the system. So her uh, blood pressure would skyrocket and talking to the anaesthetist after the, 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 the operation, he's like, man, you kept me busy on the table. But God was in that space. Five weeks after the, uh, yeah, w- within, within a month of, of coming out of, of pretty f- major surgery, we're camping. Within, within um, six, to, six to eight weeks, Trina's uh, playing, uh, playing golf. And, and we'd, we'd, like our, our holiday, we were able to have the same holiday that, that we expected uh, for a school teacher to find it at the end of, uh, at the end of November, beginning of December, where you get eight weeks holiday of recovery. There couldn't be a better time to find. God's hand was all over that mess. Come on, so even in the dark, even in the hard places, come on, his, there is abundance because favor's on our life. There's favor on, on, on your life, on my life. But come on, even in the messy stuff. Let's, let's go to the next slide. Yeah, stir that up. Yeah, well, I've, I've potentially gone rogue. Here we go. The crown, come on, your crown, uh, you crown the year with goodness. Uh, your paths drip with abundance. Even the hard paths overflow with abundance. Come on, this morning, where are you at with that? There's, there's charis on your life. There's, there's favour, there's grace on your life. Uh, if we go to 2 Corinthians 12, come on, I want you to understand. Paul was talking about these hard times. He had this problem. He had this struggle. Uh, and and was, he talks about it being a thorn in his flesh. And he says, God, would you take it away? God, it sucks. God, this is messy. This is a problem. God, just, just heal me. Just, just take it away. And this is Jesus' response. Each time he said, my grace, come on, your charis, that gift, my favour is all that you need. My power works best, what? In weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Come on, come on, in that dark place, in that hard pathway, wherever it's at, come on. Come on, God's in it. Come on, He doesn't tap out in those places. Come on, it's, that's in that, in that hard place, in that struggle. Come on, you're His grace, His gift, His, His uh, favour and goodness is enough. Whatever you're going through. And, and, and even preparing for this today, it's, there's, there's the idea is that, hey, this is, this is either the difference between the promised land and, and the wilderness. 
The wilderness, everything was put on for them. Yeah, they had tough times, but everything was, was, um, was uh, given and uh, you know, God looked after them in that space. But the promised land, they needed, there was more room. The, the promised land, there was, there was uncertainty. There were walled cities. There were giants. There were, there were un, un, untaken, uncharted territories that they'd never taken before. And, and here's the thing. As I just realized, looking back at my life, coming from, from Gore to, to Dunedin, and then, and then moving from, uh, from doing university to having to say, hey, I'm going to give up my university to, to come on staff at church, and, and all the different steps that I took along that, that, that journey, saying yes to, to the national leadership team when they said, hey, I reckon you should go to, uh, you should go to, to Whanganui. And all these steps, it's, it's the difference between just sitting back and being comfortable in this, in this environment that we're familiar with. Come on, for some people here today, I've, you know, some of us are in control of our environments a bit too much. And for, our, for the grace of God, for the grace of God, for His gift to be manifest, to, to be moved, is that we need to get out of con- us being in control. Because our power, His power works best when we're not strong. When we're comfortable, when we're content, when we're happy with where we are, we're in control. And so some of us, it's like, hey, we're just taking a step and going, hey, I'm, I'm not in charge. I'm not in control. God, I want your grace to be sufficient. I, need to make, I actually need to put myself in a place of weakness that you're calling me to, that you're drawing me to. That's what happened in the wilderness. The first wilderness, they, the, the first miracle they come up to is they come up to the, the Jordan River and it's in flood. I mean, that's a pretty weak, weak place of weakness that they're starting at. And God says, hey, you're going to do it differently. With Moses, he just waved a stick. And part of, come on, this time, I'm going to put you in a place of weakness. You need to take a step in. So they step in. The priests step in. And it says, as soon as they stepped in up the, up the river, the water stops. But it's still, it's still running. We don't know how long they had to wait for it to come down. Some of us have taken that step. Some of you are waiting. You're, still, you're waiting to see that. Come on, I wanna, I'm here to tell you, just keep on waiting because God is faithful. Come on, He's given you enough grace to keep standing. He's given you enough gift and encouragement to keep standing to see that come through. But... Uh, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop there. Uh, in Ephesians 3, I want to sort of wrap it up here. It says that, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask, we can think or even imagine. We serve a God who can do amazing things. And I, I love it put like this. I think John Bevere talks about this. Is Imagine... There was a civil defense emergency in, in Christchurch. Just imagine. Just, yeah, hypothetically, I'm not saying anything. But the army comes in and there's no fresh water. There's, the army says, hey, we're able to provide fresh water to anyone. Uh, you bring the vessel, we'll fill it because we're able. The first people, first family, 
uh, rummages around and they get a couple of milk bottles and that's about all they can they can muster. And they come up to the army and the army fill them up. They go back home and, and dad's like, hey, well, this is all the milk, this is all the fresh water we've got. We've got to look after this. We've got to uh, limit this. We've got to be really faithful with this because I don't want to keep going back. Okay, cool. The next, uh, the next people come in, they, they're um, civil defence wise. They've bought not just one, they've got the two 20 litre uh, containers that someone's, you've, you've stored somewhere in your backyard or your, in your garage and they've got them out. They're filling them up. Awesome. Amazing. Uh, another one, uh, uh, they've got different things. They're coming. Then this, this 20, 22-year-old uh, has got a bit of a twinkle in his eye. He's got the ute. He's borrowed uh, mum and dad's uh, paddling pool, put it on the back and rocks up to the, uh, to the army officer. He says, can you fill this up, sir? They're like, we said we're able. So he fills it up. So he slows down his driving as he takes off. And he pulls right in beside the, the family with just the two milk bottles. The guy with the two milk bottles look over the fence and he's angry. He's like, what? How come he gets to do that? And, and so the, the, what, what, the guy starts um, mouthing off and, and, and the officer, the, the, the leader of the army, hears about this and, and gets talking to the, rings up this guy and says, hey, what's, what's the problem? And the guy said, oh, I have seen my neighbour. He's got so much more than I have. And the, the leader of the army says, hey, the general says, hey, I said what well, we said that we were able, but what have you brought? And I reckon that's, come on with the gift. God's able. God's given us a gift. God's given us grace enough for every one of us. Come on, what are you brought before Him? What are you stirring up? The gift God's given you. God's placed you in that place. God's given you that passion. God's given you those connections, those relationships. Why? Because there's a gift on your life. There's a grace. And He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what He can ask, or we can ask what we think or even imagine according to His power at work within us. Today, I want to finish with just two, a couple of blockages that I've found in my life, and I, I believe there's people here today. We had an awesome year last year. I said we believe for greater, and we saw God do awesome things. And then God starts telling me, hey, I want you to declare favor over 2019. And I didn't realize it, but I was like, hey, we've just had an awesome year. I don't want to put a jinx on it now. You know, we're pretty happy, you know, and it's just like, let's just build an altar. Let's just, you know. But God's like, hey. And what God was telling me is that, reflect, is that I, I, had, I had God down as a pie. It's like, okay. God, that, that God was going to run out. Come on, we, we serve an infinite God. And I believe even around, now in this place tonight, there's people, there's people here that have got, hey, God down as a pie, with a pie mentality that if you've, if you've seen His goodness, if you've seen this happen, if that God's blessing that person beside you, I don't know if there's gonna be enough for you as well. Come on, we serve an infinite God. So we gotta shift. We gotta shift. Can we just put up the, 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 the pie slides? We're going to shift from a pie mentality to a tap mentality. He's he's an infinite source. And maybe let's go to the next one. Come on. 
I want you to think of Hooker Falls. Come on, I want you to think of the rain of heaven coming down. So how, how about we stand to our feet? Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Hey, I just wonder if, if we could just take a moment and just close our eyes. Come on, what are you believing for in 2019? Come on, what are you believing for? What do you actually, what do you actually think about your life? Do you actually believe that there's grace on your life? That there's favor on your life? That there's a heavenly mandate on, on, on your life? Because today I believe God wants to shift some things. So I believe there's people in this place that have been sitting in the background and going, that's cool for that person. That's cool for that person, but I'm just here. I believe God's actually pointing to people. He's not calling them out. He's saying, I'm calling you out from the background. I'm calling you out from what you think about yourself. This is not, I, this is about what I've chosen, what I've destined over your life. And this is a day that things are going to shift. You know, and I also believe that there's people here who once believed, but through the hard times of life, you've taken on some, some battle injuries. And at the moment, in your heart, it's like, I don't even know if I can believe again. But God's just saying, hey, it's time to, time to shift some stuff. I love that the Bible says, guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. Out of your heart, how, what you believe, what you, what's going on in your heart is actually the geographical boundaries of your life. That's what that verse says. Come on, the bigness of your life is governed by your heart. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.